Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Yeah, we're doing it. It's week 15, and you're in your playoffs. You're in your fantasy semifinals. We're starting to get a clearer picture of the NFL playoff pictures. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for joining FST, the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So I'm here with uh, my compadres, uh, as I am every week, uh, Jim Day and Scott Engel. And uh, we're switching it up a little bit on today's show because we actually had action yesterday. Normally, we'll give you a light note on the Thursday game, which we'll still do here. But uh, we're recapping the games from last night. We actually had a couple of good ones, close games. Uh, I don't know that the night game was particularly well played, but uh, Scott, and you can find Scott Engel on Twitter at Scott E. Roto X. We'll use his rankings throughout the show in order to give you a chance of who to start and who to sit. I, uh, some of those decisions, major decisions have already been made, but nonetheless, Scott, I don't know that it was a particularly well-played game last night, but uh, kudos to the Browns because they're going on the road and getting some wins. Uh, First win over the Broncos since 1990. It ended an 11-game losing streak, which was the longest active losing streak to another team in the NFL. So uh, nothing outstanding statistically, but the Browns get a big win. Yeah, you, oh, they they did get a, a hundred yards from Nick Chubb last night, so that was good. Yeah, uh, Jarvis Landry was a disappointment. Uh, Jeremy Mayfield played very well in the opening drive, and he thought he was on his way to a good game. But you know, the Denver defense pretty much held the clamps down after that. It was it was a defensive game pretty much from that point on. Case Keenum looked like who we thought Case Keenum was going to be all along, like a journeyman quarterback. He got off to a good start with his own rushing touchdown, but he didn't play well after that. Philip Lindsay was a big disappointment last night. Yeah, no doubt. Jim, to throw it over to you, I, the the first note, Scott, to dovetail off of what Scott said, 48 throws is not the way the Broncos are going to win football games. No, definitely not. You, you expected more out of Lindsay. Look, uh, Cleveland's defense came to play in this game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they, they played a good, strong game and, you know, held held Philip Lindsay to his worst game of the year. Uh, you know, if you started him, at least you got, you know, the four receptions, only 20 yards. But, you know, I, I can't even say anything about it. He stunk up the joint and he really killed fantasy owners after having a great season. Yeah, so Baker... Um, Mayfield hung in there. He had the two touchdowns. You know, in two quarterback leagues, you guys are using people like Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. Keenum has 257 yards, but has the rushing touchdown with two picks. Baker, 18 of 31, two touchdowns and an interception. He was not particularly accurate last night. I think the 83 quarterback rating, the 43 QBR, um, details that pretty well. As Scott said, Nick Chubb, 20 for 100. Uh, no scores. Uh, the scores went to Antonio Callaway and, of all people, Brashad Perryman. As he said, uh, Jarvis Landry, pretty disappointing, three for 37. You know, I took a huge hit on Philip Lindsay. Guy had 14 carries last night for 24 yards. Credit to the Browns' defense because they really did take away the run. Royce Freeman didn't do anything either. Uh, you got some volume out of the Denver passing game. Lindsey helps you a little bit by catching four more passes for 20 yards, but they really spread the ball around. Tim Patrick, 5 for 65. Deshaun Hamilton, 7 for 46. And Cortland Sutton, who's been a little bit of a DFS darling, a late season, like, let's see what I can get out of this guy, 5 for 42. I actually opted to bench him in the one league where, you know, I I really obviously need to win like everybody else. So uh, I just thought 
there might not be that much volume or the people are expecting a little bit too much. So I opted for Corey Davis over Cortland Sutton. I'm happy I did that. But Philip Lindsay's a real disappointment. We've had a couple of clunkers here in these first couple of days of week 15, Scott. Yeah, we had Keenan Allen with the injury, Lamar Miller with the injury last night. Uh, so you you certainly not getting the numbers that that you wanted out of those guys. But you know, like we always say after a Thursday game, not, you know, nothing's really decided. A lot of people are freaking out about the Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen. Count me among them. Look, you know, one one of your opponent's players, you know, can flame out as well and even it out today. I know, I know, you do say that, but you know, Keenan Allen was the high, for example, on Daily Roto was the highest projected wide receiver on the slate, and you got a zero. It's very hard to dig out of a hole like that. It doesn't mean that it's impossible, but it makes it. What if you had Keenan Allen? Every every situation's different. If you had Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins, you're feeling a a little bit better, of course. Uh, But uh, last night, last thing I'll say on the Browns and Browns. Broncos, uh, Browns are 12 of 12 on their last uh, 12 out of their last 12 on red zone drive scoring touchdowns, Jim. So they've been very efficient when they get down there. Um, it's interesting that Greg Williams has took over this team. He's four and two. I, I don't think he's going to get a real look to be head coach, but he's making an argument. He's absolutely making an argument that this team is still mathematically not eliminated from the playoffs. And, and they'll probably be uh, alive sure after can... today, too. Yeah, I'm not sure I can remember the last time I could say that about a Cleveland Browns team this late in the season. So, you know, this team is playing much better since the change, since they got rid of you. We know that. Uh, will they probably let him be quarter, you know, head coach next year? More than likely not. Uh, but I don't know if they let him go from, you know, defensive coordinator. Yeah, so uh, Jim, by the way, I didn't drop his Twitter handle. It's at Fantasy Taz, T-A-Z. I'm at Mike Blewett. Uh, thanks for listening on Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, and on the Armed Forces Radio Network. So um, speaking of big games and dud games, uh, as Scott alluded, you know, the Keenan Allen owners like myself are wallowing in self-pity, but the DeAndre Hopkins owners came up huge. What a difference. The two two guys that have are see an extremely high market share you get down here to week 15 one guy gets hurt trying to make a a, what was nearly a spectacular touchdown catch the other guy just brings it all jim uh deandre hopkins 10 for 170 and two scores and and what was a relatively average game for deshaun watson because the passing volume was down he was very efficient but deandre hopkins completely dominates Oh, great game uh, for Hopkins! Absolutely, if you're playing him this week, you, you got to love what you got out of him. You know, you, you got to take it. He's been a little inconsistent of late. This was a great week for him to blow up. You know, it was a, a decent matchup for him. But like you say, Watson wasn't particularly great, except when he was going to Hopkins. Those two just seemed to really hit it together at the right time for you. Yeah. So, um, and furthermore, in that game, like, look, I'm not criticizing Deshaun Watson. As to how he played, he was 22 of 28 for 294 and two scores. It's a 134 quarterback rating. But, you know, when we're talking fantasy, everybody wants to see some elevated numbers. You know, Dak Prescott probably didn't have as good a game last week the way he played, but the guy put up 455 and threw a few touchdowns. We'll take that in fantasy every day of the week. So, uh, Scott, continuing in that game, uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, 6 for 59. I want to ask you this, though, about the Texans concerning their offense. You mentioned Lamar Miller didn't do anything yesterday. Do you think this offense is too much of a one-man show for them to really do anything in the playoffs? What I worry about is the last two games, you've really seen a lot of blitzing of Deshaun Watson, giving up six sacks to the Jets last night. Uh, And really nobody, your key QT, maybe be back by the playoffs. You know, this team's playing really good defense overall at times. Yesterday, I think it was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, but I, I just, you know, much as I like this team during the preseason, and you got to give them credit for an impressive winning streak no matter who they played, they're just not quite looking elite because, you, you know, you're just not seeing the kind of spectacular play that you did from Deshaun Watson last year. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know. You can't eliminate DeAndre Hopkins from a game plan, but yesterday's a pretty good example. Jim, that was a dogfight with the Jets. 
despite the fact that DeAndre Hopkins was completely dominating. Uh, Eli McGuire had 21 touches, 71 yards, and a touchdown, 16.1 points. And what was a tough matchup for Eli McGuire, I played him in one of my leagues, so I'm obviously happy about that output. Robbie Anderson goes 7 of 96 for a touchdown. And I just thought the Jets were pretty feisty. Darnold was solid. He wasn't spectacular, but he was solid. 24 of 38, two scores. He kind of went toe-to-toe with Watson. So um, I I just, you know, I worry about that from a Texan standpoint. I I just don't know that they can keep getting wins if that's going to be the way the offense looks. I don't think they do. You know, luckily they get the home game that should help them. But after that, I think they're toast. I don't think they have the weapons to really play against some of the elite teams that are going to be they'll face in the playoffs. They just haven't shown it. They've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat, and that's what gets you there, no doubt. Correct. But they, like you said, they haven't really played anybody of any significance, uh, and it will be interesting to see if they can go against the top teams in the league and come out with a win. Look, they, they have – weapons if they can get it going um you know lamar miller got hurt yesterday it'd be interesting to see if he comes back for next week but uh, you know it just i just don't know if they can stand up to it their defense is playing well but they still gave up 22 points to the jets um sam darnold i I gotta tell you he he looked probably the best to me yesterday that he's looked all season um in this game you know he, he it wasn't, you know, a great game by any standards, but it was a really solid game for him, and he just looked like he was a lot more poised, and they were letting him move out of the pocket a lot more, and he looked very good when he was running that hurry-up offense as opposed to standing under center. Yeah, so again, like I said, a nice game for Robbie Anderson, but Scott, the last thing I'd say, and I'll give you uh, the final word on this game, if I'm the Jets, I'll probably shut Darnold down. He's limping around out there, and he was feisty, and he gutted it out, and he played a good game, and they were in it. But I just would be really concerned in him damaging that foot even worse over these next two games. They don't need these games. He's proved what they needed him to prove. Yeah, I think it depends on how bad they actually deem the injury to be and how, how uh, you know, which we don't know. We're not behind the scenes, and... Yeah, you know, do they feel that he needs more game experience as possible? So I, I think that's up in the air. So last thing, just a quick note on the Thursday night game, Jim. I would contend the Chargers have proven themselves to be the best team in the AFC. Two come from behind wins on the road by more than fourteen points against the Steelers and Chiefs, uh, respectively. Mike Williams obviously has the massive game, but the biggest fantasy note is, as we've mentioned a couple of times already, Keenan Allen comes out of the game in the first quarter, hurt his hip. Uh, on what was nearly a spectacular touchdown catch, Uh, although they're saying he should be fine for the playoffs. For you Keenan Allen owners, I think you lost him on Thursday, and I think you're losing him next week as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Those hit pointers can be tough. Uh, You know, he may try to gut it out next week, but we'll see. It is a game that, you know, unfortunately for them, they they need to win out and they need Kansas City to lose at least one game to have the shot to win the division. Otherwise, they're pretty much stuck in the five seed, uh, which, you know, sucks when you're 11 and uh, three. So it's just not really going the way they they hope that way. But they're playing some good football right now. Two good come-from-behind victories for them. Rivers is really just playing solid football right now. And, you know, Allen went out and Mike Williams just came right in and picked up the slack and and played like, you know, a lot of us expected him to play all year. Yeah, I I just don't understand. By the way, inside injuries uh, on Friday uh, tweeted out that they – that there's an optimal recovery time of two to three weeks for uh, Keenan Allen. Got it. So, you know, I don't understand the Mike Williams thing. Uh, clearly, they have bigger weapons there with Keenan Allen and, and Melvin Gordon, but Mike Williams has this kind of ability. He scores three touchdowns the other night, one rushing, seven of 76. But obviously, a lot of it was due to the fact that Keenan Allen was out of the game. I did not play Tyrell Williams in a league. Obviously, I didn't predict what happened. So the 6 of 71 leave, left on my bench. Justin Jackson was solid. Damian Williams was incredible with the 16 touches, uh, 5,123 yards, and then the two scores. Um, Kelsey and Hill, a little disappointing for this time of year. I think Travis Kelsey catching seven balls for 61 yards on nine targets is good, but... Uh, based on what we've come to expect, he didn't have his monster game, nor did Tyreek Hill. Last thing, Scott, 
Uh, I'll well, give you. Well, real quick, Kelsey, that, that was his second best game ever in his career against the Chargers. There you go. He's uh, never scored a touchdown against him. And three out of his last four before that game, he only had one reception. I remember uh, week one. Chargers. Week yeah, one, they, he did like a one for eight, and people were panicking. One for six. Yeah, yeah there you one go. So, um, so, you know, he ultimately, the seven catches in a PPR league should have gotten you to 13 points which isn't terrible uh, to close it out scott speaking of not closing the chiefs couldn't can't close in a lot of these games they struggled badly against the ravens to close it not that the ravens are a bad team and then this they blew a lead i mean they blew a big lead at home so is that an issue for the playoffs for you the chiefs really do let teams hang around at times yeah, well, you also have to look at the fact that, uh, you know, the quarterback has no playoff experience. Their head coach has really never won a big game in the playoffs. So as great as they looked in the regular season, they've had a lot to prove. You know, I've been on record as saying, you know, with the Chargers, too, Phillip Rivers has a 4-5 and five career playoff record with uh, an 85 quarterback rating. Hello? You know, he's a great regular season quarterback. You know, he hasn't proved anything in, in, in the playoffs as well. But, you know, when you go in the, pit, the road to Pittsburgh and Kansas City and you pull out those wins, it looks more optimistic for the Chargers than it does for the Chiefs. I mean, Philip Rivers has stones, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was not a good first half, and he was awesome in the second half. I know what you're saying, but, man, that guy can gut out some wins, and he's certainly doing it this year. We're going to come back. We'll do quarterback rankings and look at the NFL playoff picture on FST. It's the game day edition. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. it out on game day edition of fst thanks again for joining us hit us up on twitter at fntsy radio we'll try to take some calls today because it's obviously of the utmost important that you get those lineups in get some wins i got a bunch of semifinal matchups left uh you know i'm trying to compete for points uh competitions in one where i was eliminated brutally eliminated <laughs> in the league that scott's still alive and just Brutally eliminated in that league. Uh, in any event, we'll get to that in a moment. If you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. So you can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Dave Martinez, uh, my co-host during the week, he plays Survivor, uh, or he watches Survivor. And uh, he's convinced that some guy, Nick, is going to win the whole thing. There's six contestants left, and he's, he's convinced that Nick is going to win it. So maybe Dane will put a few shekels down on that. So get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. So there's just a ton of ways that you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY100. It's FNTSY100 when signing up and get a 100% deposit bonus match. Once you've opened your account, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username and get one month of Daily Roto access completely free. That's an incredible value. So that's access to all sports tools and optimizers. Head on over, open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY100 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free membership at dailyroto.com. So uh, good stuff there. And uh, guys, let's mix it up a little bit. We'll take a look at NFL playoff scenarios, some of which are uh, even a little bit more muddied because I printed this out on Friday and we had some games yesterday. But nonetheless, in the NFC, we'll do quarterback rankings a little bit later this segment and 
the next segment after that. And we'll, we'll talk about some weather. Look, it's a full-service show, right, Jim? Absolutely. We do a little bit of everything here. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll get injuries. We'll get all that stuff uh, going for you. So, uh, Scotty, the Rams have clinched the NFC West. Sorry about your Hawks, but they're looking good. Uh, New Orleans Saints uh, clinch the NFC South. So they clinch, the Saints clinch a first round bye with a win today and a Chicago loss. I, I'm getting the sense that some people are kind of liking the Packers today to give the Bears a little bit of trouble. So that could be a win for the Saints tomorrow night and a win for the Packers today would get the Saints a first round bye. You like their chances? I guess people haven't, haven't watched the, uh, <laughs> the Packers say the last, like, 10 or 12 weeks, Last you know, they're going on reputation. Yeah, they go, they're going on reputation here. It's, uh, you know, Chicago's clearly the better team right now, and they're playing at home. So uh, Maybe they feel like I, the, I the McCarthy weight the has been lifted week. off their shoulders, maybe? That's the thought process? Uh, I, think, I think people always give Aaron Rodgers more respect than he deserves this season. In fact, you know, one play, one, one guy on uh, Roto Expert Slack chat yesterday said to me, said, I really can't red bench Rodgers, can I? Isn't he matchup proof? I mean, I think I'm, I'm trying to find where he is right now. But when I looked a couple of weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers was 25th in the league in, in completion percentage. Uh, let me see where he's at right now. I'm looking it up right now. He is 26th now, so he's 62% of his passes he's completing. Not saying every single bit of it is his fault, but, you know, when you start talking about guys being matchup proof, I, I'll go with Drew Brees, who's completing 75% of his passes. Um, and, Aaron, you know, and people will say, well, you're cherry picking one stat. You're right. I am. But he's only completing 62% of his passes. That's not really where Aaron Rodgers should be. You want to tell me where Aaron Rodgers ranks this year? Say that again. Quarterbacks. Fantasy wise, Fantasy -wise he's outside the top yeah. fifteen. All right, thank you. Yeah. So that's two stats, not one. That's right. Um, so, yeah. uh, so uh, go to the next one, Jim. I'll let you comment on this one. So the Rams can clinch a first round by again. They need Chicago to lose, and they would need to win. I obviously with Nick Foles in there and Philly going on the road, and the Rams coming off very disappointing performance. I feel like uh, Sean McVay is going to turn it up to eleven today. Oh, I truly expect them to come out fired up against a, you know, a Philly secondary that is still battered and beaten and should allow them to really. It wasn't good when it was healthy, out. Jim, and now it's decimated. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, true. Uh, the, Philly is just a lost team. They just don't know what they're doing, both on offense or defense. Uh, I expect the Rams to come out and, you know, have a great game here. My only concern, and it's a slight concern, but my only concern is that this turns into be a girly game where he just goes off, and Goff, again, doesn't have to throw as much as we'd like to see him throw. Yeah. But even in limited throws, he should be able to pick this defense apart. We did see that yeah, earlier this could be this like year. a 250-yard, three-touchdown kind of game. I, yeah, right. I agree. I, 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 I'm with that completely. I, we saw that earlier this year, too, where Goff was putting up really good fantasy numbers and only throwing the ball, you know, 25, 30 times. He didn't, he didn't have to do it. Um, I, I know that he's lost Cooper Cup, and maybe Josh Reynolds hasn't backfilled that quite the way that you'd like it to. But nonetheless, even when Gurley was having monster games, Goff was pretty efficient, and he could throw a pass to Gurley, too. He's a good pass catcher. So... Um, the Bears can clinch the NFC North divisional title with their win today. Or if Minnesota loses, I think people really like Minnesota against Miami today. Miami going on the road, non-conference opponent, uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, Chicago can win or Minnesota can lose and Chicago gets their first round bye. I think on the whole, uh, it sounds like people on this program like the Bears. Uh, they clinch a playoff berth uh, if Washington loses too. So uh, they got multiple ways to get in there. And Washington going against Jacksonville is uh, more than a touchdown uh, underdog. The Dallas Cowboys clinch the NFC East divisional title if they win. They have a tough one today against the Colts. Uh, a few other ways they can do it. If Philly and Washington both lose, which they're both heavily underdogged, uh, Dallas can clinch that NFC East title. Uh, the Hawks, Scotty's team, they clinch a playoff berth with a win. So at San Francisco, I'm surprised the spread is as tight as it is, Scott. It almost makes me wonder if Vegas knows something. But I like the Hawks to come out here and just play well, play well, get a comfortable win. They may not destroy the Niners the way they did a couple of weeks ago, but I like the Hawks to get that W today by four to seven points. 
Yeah, it's a, the biggest lock of the week, I think, in uh, you know betting wise to take the Seahawks with the three and a half. I like it. Uh, I do like it. Um, I think I jumped on that the other day. I'll, I'll check what my picks were on Friday. I've got too many things swimming around in my head to remember it right now. Uh, the Chiefs obviously clinched their playoff berth. Uh, they did not clinch the AFC East, AFC West title or a home field advantage. Uh, the Pats would clinch the AFC East divisional title with a win today and a Miami loss. So they do need Miami to lose in Minnesota in order to clinch that AFC East title. Uh, they clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Tennessee loss. Uh, a couple of other combos there as well. So New England at Pittsburgh, obviously a big game for both teams. They're both coming off brutal losses in different fashion, but brutal losses nonetheless, Jim. The Steelers have the lowest winning percentage against the Patriots since 2000 than they do against any other team. They're 3-11, and includes playoffs. Uh, they've struggled badly against the Patriots. This team's playing terrible football for a month uh, and even though they're at home against a Pats team that may not be your classic dominant team, I don't like the Steelers' chances today personally. Well, look, it, at being at home is definitely a plus for them, no doubt, no doubt. about it. You know, Ben, we, you know, we, we talk about the, the road home splits, and Scott's always quick to point out, not really in play this year as much as in years past, but at home is still better. They are better at home, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, Connor doesn't – is. Doubtful, so he can't play. Basically, he can't play. For him to be able to play now, they'd have to answer to the league is why they listed him as doubtful. So he's most likely out. Jalen Samuel is going to get the the call again for them. Look, I I like him in this matchup. You know, the – I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points scored in this game. This is a game that uh, I'm heavily stacked in in DFS this week. I think that both of these teams put up points. But, uh, you know, New England going into Pittsburgh and being two-and-a-half-point favorites, you know, they're they're showing that they're not sure that Pittsburgh can can beat this team again, and it's very possible. New England, you know, just hasn't been the great New England of years past, but, you know, they always seem to step it up when they need to step it up, and this could be that game. Yeah, Scott, to Jim's point, Roethlisberger's the top projected quarterback. Brady is up there, too. We'll get into your rankings in a few minutes, uh, maybe in the next segment, continuing to, depending on how long we go with this playoff discussion. But, look, Gronk has destroyed the Steelers in the past. He's played 95% of the snaps the last two weeks. Um, he's coming off a game in which he got highlighted for a missed defensive play, and I just feel like all of those combinations could lead to a huge Gronk game. Yeah, they, they certainly look like the classic Patriots last week. Yeah, with Brady coming off his best game of the year and then Gronk, too. And, you know, now they go into Pittsburgh with this good game. And there's something just mental with Pittsburgh. Like, you know, they can't beat the Patriots when it counts. I agree. And uh, the Patriots might still have that hold over them. Yeah. Look, last year they had it. They finally, you know, that would have been big for getting the monkey off their back. They would have been home field advantage, the whole thing. And it just fell apart. Really because Ryan Shazier wasn't there, I, I can bitch and moan about the Jesse James catch, no catch, and the rule really started to change towards the positive because of that game. So on the whole, maybe it's a good thing for the NFL. But really, this whole team started to change about a year and a half ago. No, not even a year and a half ago. A little more than a year ago when Ryan Shazier got hurt against, against the Bengals. Uh, the defense fell apart down the stretch, and the defense hasn't been good this year. There's been a vacuum of leadership, and I think Ryan Shazier was a big part of that. So something to consider. Also, the Steelers IR right tackle Marcus Gilbert, so he's been out for a while, and he will not be back for the rest of the season. Uh, the Texans, they will clinch the AFC South division title today uh, because they won yesterday. So Indy and Tennessee have to lose. Um, I don't see that happening. But tough matchups. I, look, the Giants are feisty, Jim. It's a sloppy day in New York. Tennessee plays these ugly games. They're too tight. They could lose that one, even though I, I like their chances. Uh, and flip side, oh, Colts, have, Colts have Dallas. <laughs> Giants should never should not win another game. If they do, they just keep showing how stupid they really are. <laughs> uh, Scott, well, the Giants so, victory today. You, what's oh, that? stop it, you. You like the Giants? He's trying to get under my skin. Okay. <laughs> Whatever he says usually goes the other way with the Giants. Yeah. So Houston has not clinched a playoff berth yet. Uh, there are a ton of 
possibilities in which they can do it. Uh, the main one I just told you is those two losses, but there's a bunch of other stuff too. Miami losing and Pittsburgh losing is probably their best bet. Um, so that could happen, and Houston will be in the playoffs possibly by the end of the day today. The Chargers clinched a playoff berth uh, with that win the other night, and that's really all of your playoff scenarios. So I always just feel like at this time of year, fantasy players, hope you're alive, hope you're doing good, but if you're listening to us, for stuff above and beyond fantasy, we got you covered. So since we were talking about the weather, it's sloppy here in New York today. It is, it's not terribly cold. It says 38 and light rain. Man, it just shows you how you just get used to it. <laughs> it's area 38 and light rain. Well, what, what, what are the wind, what are the, what's the wind, wind forecast? It says 14 miles an hour at kickoff is what I'm seeing. So that's not great. It's not above the point. It's not that's above the right under point. the 15 mile an hour right. line that I look for. Yeah, that's right. So it's not at the breaking point, but it's close. You probably have gusts that are over 15 miles an hour, but it's, it's close enough to give Eli an excuse. Oh, wow. You are just on it today. Jim, they won last three week. Three touchdown passes. They played well last week without Odell. Odell's out again this week, by the way. I'll do the injury thing. Oh, he's a got second. a little boo-boo. Wow. Man, this is a self-loathing Poor Giants Odell, fan, a little Scott. boo-boo. It is a self-loathing Giants fan in Jim Day. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him in 2011. We're not going to repeat. Yeah, uh, he was like that in 2011. I used to do podcasts yeah. with him. He didn't want Eli yeah. to be. He didn't want Eli to be the quarterback then. In like 08, yeah, he didn't want him to be the quarterback. That, that, like right that, after that I don't Google. get. Look, I know Eli has had up and down years, but when he was on his game, you know, he was as good as anybody. Scott, yeah, except you yeah. never knew when that on his game was going to happen. See? <laughs> yeah, but it happened going. twice in the Super Bowl. That's all you need. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling you, Scott, I did podcast with him in the 2009 and 2010 <laughs> seasons, and then he was like, I'd still take Rivers. <laughs> I'll take Rivers. I'll take Roethlisberger for- over Eli. <laughs> Man. Let me tell you something. The bottom line is Eli's won as many Super Bowls, like his half as many his playoff games Philip Rivers has won. True. All right. So let me do let Yeah, me do. but Philip Rivers didn't have the team that the Giants had. Philip Rivers could not make the clutch throw. Eli did. Hey, Eli Rivers is making him now. He's going to the Super Bowl this year. All right. So oh, yeah. It remains well, to be seen. Done it, yeah, regular season quarterback. So we will – let me just recap the injuries, and we'll do the quarterbacks <laughs> on the other side of this because these guys are going to argue. These guys, if I didn't say anything, they would argue until 9 o'clock at a minimum. So uh, yes. guys that are out today, Colt McCoy, we knew that. Um, Sanchez, bench Damn. in favor of Josh Johnson. Carson Wentz is out today. Nick Foles is in. Kerryon Johnson is out. I mean, are they just going to shut him down at this point? They should. There's really no reason to bring them back. Yeah, it makes like, absolutely no sense. I need the Lions to, to lose as many games as possible, field. too, because they have them under eight. They're, they're already pushing, but I need them <laughs> to keep losing. So Rashad Penny of the Seahawks will be out today. Bruce Ellington, also of the Lions, out. Deshaun Jackson, out. Jordan Reed, out. So you Vernon Davis, Josh Johnson, DFS game stackers, get ready. Uh, Odell Beckham is out, as I just said. Kiki Kuti is out. Like, that guy, Wow. How much fab money did I spend on Kiki Kuti? And he's just been out. He's been out. I, I, I can't even be disappointed or whatever. He's just been hurt. Isaiah Crowell went to the IR. doesn't matter. They played yesterday. Jeff Swain will be out for the Cowboys. Questionable players. Chad Williams from the Cardinals. Allen Robinson. Ryan Switzer. And a few kickers. Steven Hauschka. Graham Gano. Josh Lambeau. So, so scramble if you have one of those kickers. Uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, is expected to be active today, even though he's listed as questionable. Two true game time guys are T.Y. Hilton and Chris Ivory. Other guys that are, and T.Y. Hilton was a game time last week, and he destroyed the Texans like he's done his whole career. Just unbelievable. So expected to play, guys. Doug Baldwin, Matt Stafford, he's going to play. Ido Smith, Chris Thompson, Marquise Goodwin, Matt Breda, Dante Pettis, Josh Doxson. So that's a change from the Jeff Wilson thing on Matt Breda. Uh, guys that will play, Randall Cobb, Danny Amendola, Devontae Parker, Adam Thielen, Jamison Crowder, Austin Hooper, Jimmy Graham, Ben Roethlisberger, and Chris Carson. So those guys were all sort of questionable, and they've been cleared. And the two guys that we know are not expected to play, James Conner and LaShawn McCoy. I was actually going to use McCoy potentially in a lineup. I'm not saying it was a good option, but it was an option. So we'll come back. We'll do quarterbacks. It's Mike, Jim, and Scott. 
on FST. It's a Fantasy Sports Radio Network Game Day Edition. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. song was like the death was like it haunted me in college haunted me in college so why not my favorite selection because it never stopped getting played on the radio and at parties (laughs) and everything and it was like i got it i'm done i didn't think it was a good song in the first place but it was played thousands of times it's seared into my brain I mean, it was a good time in, in my life. It was fun, but, man, that song made it did its best to not make it as much fun. So uh, maybe... Hey, maybe Shawnee, pick, can we play that song yeah, every exactly, week, Shawnee? of course, now. Now you're going <laughs> to taunt me for the next two weeks. Thankfully, we, we may shut this show down in a couple of weeks, so you guys won't get to torture me one-on-one, but hopefully not. But uh, you never know. You never know how the schedule will appear uh, come January 1. So, uh, anywho, uh, let's do quarterbacks. And let's see where Scott is at in his rankings, which I am bringing up. Uh, They're on rotoexperts.com right now right. because it's the playoffs. They are deluxe rankings because I have player notes and outlooks for every player. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. trying to refresh. So come on, QBs. All right. I'm having a little bit of an issue here, Scotty. So I'm going to let you rattle off your QB rankings. Uh, just start from the top. All right, uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, which didn't work out. Drew Brees with a great matchup. Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady rebounding to number seven, Sean Watson number eight, Mitch Trubisky at number nine, and a rebound uh, for, for him and for Russell Wilson at number 10. Uh, okay, Jim, comment. Well, you know, uh, look, it, all guys I like this week is really not a lot here. You know, a lot of people are, are fading guys like Luck. And, uh, you know, after the week he had last week, Trubisky, you know, just it doesn't make a lot of sense. Recency bias is really killer in that kind of aspect. And you got to put those one-off aberration games aside and look what they've done consistently. So I, I like both of these guys this week. And uh, he has them higher than most. Yeah, I mean, I... Russ Wilson was so good against the Niners a couple of weeks ago. I, I sort of want to go back to the well there. I can tell you that in just sort of my matchups I have, in my teams that I have left, I got Roethlisberger going over Matt Ryan. I have Drew Brees, who I'm just sort of singularly focused on in that one team. Uh, the other one, I have Andrew Luck, which, you know, some people might say, well, Dallas's defense has played really well and it's limited teams, but... You know, we've seen a lot of times this year, Scott, where people get overly concerned about the matchup and they tend to ignore how successful the quarterback or any other skill player has been regardless of matchup. I get that Luck had a dud against Jacksonville, but look at the other 11 out of the 12 weeks. Yeah, it's uh, some guys are are matchup proof. Not every player is going to blow up every week. Andrew Luck has certainly earned uh, the moniker of being matchup proof weeks ago. And, uh, you know, right now it's playing at a top five, maybe top four fantasy quarterback level. I don't think it matter, matters who he faces. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck doesn't get sacked. You know, the Cowboys have a good pass rush, but there's a very good offensive line they're, they're facing. And Andrew Luck, when you give him time to throw, he's going to carve any defense up, and he's been doing it all year. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, pick it up at number 11, and we'll go from there? 
Yes, 11, Baker Mayfield didn't work out. 12, Josh Allen. 13, Matt Ryan. 14, Kirk Cousins. Rebound week, 15, Lamar Jackson. Uh, 16, Cam Newton. 17, Marcus Mariota. 18, Dak Prescott. 19, Aaron Rodgers. And 20, Derek Carr. Jim, how about Kirk Cousins there? Um, You know, it's the funny thing with him. I, I was just talking about completion percentage. Kirk Cousins is second in the league at 70%. And the statistics sometimes look pretty good, and then you get a big game against the Seahawks, and he can't get it done. Or he's got another big game against the Patriots, and he can't get it done. So is he like the ultimate fantasy quarterback because you're just relying on him to come up with big games statistically? And, you know, for all the Kirk Cousins haters out there, with Xavier Howard banged up, and I don't know if he's playing today. I think I read that he may be out. No, he's not. Yeah, so... Uh, with Xavier Howard out and his obviously great wide receivers, Jim, it sets up nicely for a big Kirk Cousins game, even if you don't trust him. It does. It absolutely does. I, I mean, Miami uh, has been not good against quarterbacks all season, 24th on the year. Over the last five weeks, though, they've been 32nd. So this sets up for a game that Cousins should have a good game with the weapons he has. Dalvin Cook looking to finally, you know, be in shape and, and running well and playing well. Uh, you know, of course, dealing deal the digs there. You know, he's got plenty of weapons. Problem is uh, just a lot of people just don't have a lot of faith in Kurt Cousins right now. And uh, hopefully, you know, this should be a game that turns that around a little bit anyway. Scott, your thoughts on Kurt Cousins? I'd like to continue that. Yeah, I like the matchup, you know, the stat that uh, Jim laid out about how Miami's been against opposing quarterbacks recently. I don't expect them to get a major pass rush on him, which has been really a problem. And you're going to see more balance with Dalvin Cook this week, I think, and they can throw to him out of the backfield. And they got Stephon Diggs on the outside with no Xavier Howard. And uh, the the Dolphins, you know, you can certainly eat against them in the slot. So I, I think there's a good matchup for Kirk Cousins to bounce back. But still, he's not in my top 12. He's got to earn that. Yeah. You know what's funny? Like I'm looking at the DFS guys' uh, rankings from DailyRoto.com, and from a quarterback standpoint, uh, I'm trying to think. Where do you have Lamar Jackson in here? You have Lamar Jackson at 15. They like him. You have Roethlisberger at the top, and that's their that's their top projection. You have him top three. Uh, beyond that, you know Brady and Luck they have up there. Um. The one, the couple of guys that are interesting to me, like Dak Prescott coming off such a big game, you have him all the way down at 18. I'm not even being critical. That I think that was more the aberration for Dak than it is the norm. And yeah, then, the Colts defense has been played really well recently. Yeah, uh, agreed. And then Derek Carr and Jeff Driscoll, Jim, keep popping up in projections, at least on the tournament side. The defenses have been bad. It doesn't look like a game. It's it's the worst game on the slate. Two teams playing really bad football, even though Oakland got the win against Pittsburgh last week. But <laughs> both of those guys lower Sorry, priced. Mike. Yeah, I didn't no. mean to laugh. You should laugh. It's, it was embarrassing. <laughs> they complete this hook and ladder play. Can I just have a – I'm going to go off after I let you comment on this game. It's just the fact that this total could be pretty interesting with these two – tough teams, two bad teams playing against one another, and Carr and Driscoll could be in line for some stats, no? They could, absolutely. Derek Carr has actually been playing better of late. Last couple of games have been very good for him. So, you know, it, it could match up. Uh, since his defense is 32nd against opposing quarterbacks on the season, uh, Oakland 27th. So both of these guys should be in line for some playing time and, and get some work done. But I just don't know how much I could trust Driscoll. Um, while Oakland is giving up a lot of points to quarterbacks, they're not giving up a lot of points to, to wide receivers. They're 10th they're on the season against wide receivers, which is one of those weird type of stats you just don't see too often. Uh, they do give up a lot to tight end, so Uzama could come into play here, although real hard to trust him as well. Just not using him every time it looks like a great matchup for him. He does nothing. Uh, so just hard to trust. But these two guys, it, this is going to be one of those crazy games. It, it's either going to be a... a you know, crazy air out, everything go for it type of game, or it's going to be a twelve nine game. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, then you talk about the mat. You talk about the matchups like 
Carr's been better at home than on the road. On, on the road, just six touchdowns and in three interceptions. You know, he hasn't been terrible on the road. Ninety-five point five quarterback ranking. But you can, you know, with a guy like C.J. Ozuma, like can he take advantage of the matchup? The Raiders. Excuse me, I'm allergic to starting C.J. Ozuma. It's uh, the Raiders are so bad. The Raiders are so bad uh, against opposing tight ends. But you're talking about a guy who has only two touchdowns all year and and uh, has not cracked 55 yards in a game. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't want to be there, but the, the whole position's been decimated. You saw Matt Lacoste getting some numbers last night, and there's people out there like, all right, that's so bad. He caught three passes, whatever. Um, so, all right, let's do some prop bets real quick, and then I'm going to go off. Uh, all right, let well, me go- I, I, can I make one yes. one point, though? Yes. It, you know, he has, uh, he has Josh Allen at number 12 this week, and, you know, I, I like that call, but I'm a little leery of it. Let's, let's face it, Josh Allen depends right now. He's depending on his rushing yards to really get him into those fantasy points. We need him, and he's done great the last three weeks. But now he's facing a Lions team that has only given up 62 rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks all year. Um, and, you know, because they play that zone-heavy scheme, the quarterbacks don't find a lot of running room against them. And, you know, we're talking about, let's see, he played Dak Prescott. Prescott had three carries for minus two yards. Russell Wilson had two carries for 15 yards. Trubisky, three carries for 18 yards. Newton, two carries for two yards. You know, I, I, I understand where Scott is with that, but if if he can't run against this Detroit defense, that's really going to lessen his impact as a fantasy quarterback. Good point. I'll What's mention interesting one more about thing. about those quarterbacks, though? One, is that one thing, Scott. I, I would just mention that Ziggy Ansa, Ziggy Ansa is out as well. I know he's been banged up most of the year, but he's now on IR, so they will be without him for the rest of the year. Sorry, Scott. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, those those guys all had pretty good passing games. You know, if Josh Allen gets 60, 70 rushing yards and throws for two touchdowns, and I can see it against Detroit, he's going to have a pretty good day. So a couple props here. Fair enough. I just wanted to get it out there that it is a tougher matchup than what he's been seeing, at least rushing-wise. I'll give you two props on, on QBs. Um, Roethlisberger's the highest at 305 passing yards. They've been so pass-heavy, especially since Connor left. You have to think that if if he doesn't get to three oh five, they're going to get killed today. So he's averaged three hundred fifty eight point six passing yards in his last five games against the Patriots. I know where I'm going with that yeah, bet. Good, good call. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think the three oh five yeah. was a little low myself. So I'll give you the. So let's go with a tougher one. Since we just talked about that game, Jeff Driscoll two hundred twenty six yards. Uh, I know it's the Raiders, and people is like (laughs) even Daily Roto. If like Daily Roto says it, he's probably going to pass for three hundred yards and three touchdowns. But Jeff Tritt, can somebody take advantage of the matchup? It's like it's one thing to have a good good matchup, but can the player take advantage of the good matchup? I have no confidence that Jeff Driscoll can do that without AJ Green. And he's been they're so bad against the pass. Even though it's not against wide receivers, they just get crushed by tight ends and backs. And I think Joe Mixon just could have a monster game today. So um, Joe Mixon will be on all my DFS lineups th- that I use today. So uh, I, I just think he's the guy to play today. So um, Pivot right. away from Joe Mixon today because uh, Mike Blewett's going to have him on 2,000 teams. <laughs> yeah, that's Oakland right. Has been yeah, I'm the mass multi-injury guy. Mike Blewett. <laughs> yes. That's me. That's me. Just Oakland put, has been number nine against opposing, against opposing running backs in the last five weeks. What's that? They, Oakland has been number nine in the league wow. against opposing running backs in points allowed in PPR. Because the Steelers played a tight end running back last week. Speaking of, so here's where <laughs> I was going to go off. Give me two minutes. I, he had seven catches. They, they are not the reason. This is not the reason they lost. They shouldn't be in a dogfight with Oakland. And the irony is that their own field is a problem, too. But there were two games last week that were impacted by field conditions. And I, I've got two gripes regarding the NFL. Like, we're making all these advancements in technology, and they're, you know, the revenue is growing and all this stuff. And we're still having guys. And I'm not really making fun of the Some people take shots at the referees' ages. It's not about that for me. It's, we're eyeballing spots constantly. And it was a big factor in, in the night game last night, by the way, which I think they actually got them both right. But in general, we're eyeballing spots when we should just have some sort of technology, whether it's a chip in the ball or whatever, that can accurately spot the ball. That's one. Two, 
I get that we have domes and we have outdoor stadiums, but we have these outdoor stadiums in Miami, Pittsburgh, and Oakland where the field conditions suck. Always. Did you see the divot? I can't even call it a divot in the Miami-New England game. They peeled back a six-foot chunk of the grass to fix it in the middle of the game. The ref had to call timeout in order to fix the turf. The ref called timeout, and he said on the loudspeaker, can I get the grounds crew out here? And seven guys run out there, and they peel back a six-foot chunk of the turf. It's like, what are we doing here? Half of the teams are more, more. 20 of the teams probably have field turf where the conditions are the same all the time. But in Pittsburgh, sloppy conditions. In Miami, it rains, and we have to peel back the, 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 uh, the sod that we just laid down last week. And in Oakland, they were slipping all day. And then, of course, the kicker slips on the last play of the game uh, on a deciding, potentially game-tying field goal, and he slipped on a previous kick as well. It's like, can we get some uniformity? Is that a ridiculous ask, Scott Engel? Uh, no, I don't think so. You know, like you said, it's it's the NFL. No, I'm asking for you. Unfortunately, a lot of these fields are being used for multiple things, and that's the problem. You know, it doesn't really right. work out. That's yep. the problem. So what are we doing? We've got to uh, let's let those guys play in a baseball field in Pittsburgh. Let's run the entire Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania State High School tournaments all weekend, and then play on it on Sunday. And in Miami, where we have a deluge, let's just uh, bring the grounds crew out in the middle of the game. Maybe maybe they'll fix it enough so that uh, Gronk doesn't slip on a ridiculous hail mary, flea flicker, lateral hook and ladder at the end of the game. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that mattered to Gronk with, nah, to stopping whatever. him that he whatever. slipped. Yeah, whatever. I just had to throw that in there. But it's I, I just I, I don't know. It, it, it stood out to me. Uh, obviously, I'm watching the Pittsburgh thing, and he slipped. But I really was more thinking about the Miami thing. I'm like, we're really doing this in the middle of a game? So, uh, anyway, that's my rant for the day. All, all I could picture with Gronk was him saying, oh, crap, oh, crap, I got to run, I got to run. Oh, crap, oh, crap, I got to yeah. run. He's coming my way. Yeah. yeah, he shouldn't have been out there, but it is what it is. Let me give you well, one. Well, Bill yeah. got out thought because, look, it was a simple thing. It, he should have been out there if they – through the Hail Mary, because that's what he was out there for. Yeah, but he can't you know, reach you get it. the big, tall guys out there. Tannehill can't um, reach the end zone from there. Tannehill doesn't throw Hail Marys. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm just saying. That's why. 75 you know, yard pass. Got... Who can do that? <laughs> I mean, who can I do that? You, Pat Mahomes? That was the only reason that makes any sense for him being on the field is they expected a Hail Mary, is all I'm saying. It's like was otherwise, totally. Yeah. There's I agree. Three totally guys agree. in the whole league that can do that Mahomes, Josh Allen. Flacco back in the day, although I don't think he can do it now. Uh, there's only a few guys that can do it. Let me give you one more prop bet on QBs uh, before we uh, go over to the other side and do running backs. Uh, how about Lamar Jackson rushing yards today, Scott? 66 and a half. I'd say i go over there. Jim? It's Tampa Bay. Yeah, I have to agree. I think he goes over that as well. And you had the Josh Allen number, yeah. 55 and a half for Josh Allen. Well, you know, I, I think he goes over. Now, here's breaking news. It, Chris Ivory is now not expected to play. So it looks like Marcus Murphy is going to be the starting wow. running back for Buffalo Times. today, which means Josh Allen is going to have to run a lot. So they're going to need him to go over that number. I'll take the over there, too. I think Scotty will, too, based on where he has Josh Allen ranked. So field turf for all and electronic chips in the football. I think we've solved the NFL's problems. We'll talk running backs on the other side. It's FST, game day edition. We'll be right back.